0: Hi, everybody! You are back for another episode of "Is It That Deep?" Though with Joy and Cynthia, we're both kind of on the struggle bus today. Yep. I'm. This week has been really hard. Just so tired. Like so much work. I barely have time. I just feel like I've run out of time. I'm not answering people or like calling people back the way I should be. Same and stuff. Like it's. This has just been such a hard week this these past few months feel like hard Mm -hmm.
1: yeah i already know and i like i don't know if it's because like the high of the holidays is over and we're like solidly in 2022 or whatever but i'm just like i need a break I need a break so bad. Oh yeah, update everybody. We have a a website, not a
0: website. We have an email address now.
1: Woo, yes. Thank you, Joy. Joy. We needed
0: something. We needed something for people to contact us through. Although, I mean, I honestly don't mind if nobody ever contacts us. (laughs) But I just thought, hey, "Hey, maybe like, hey, something should be out there. So the, the, the email address is, is it that deep? though with though all the way spelled out at gmail.com um yeah so hit us up if you have Mm -hmm. fun questions for us if you have good tv or movie suggestions for us because when i listen back to our episodes we talk a lot about tv and movies yeah so if there's something that you're like y'all should watch this please let us know um listener letters anything (laughs) like that (laughs) <laughs> I mean, no, you might
1: not, you might not want to get advice from me, but <laughs> I think perspective. It may not be advice because I can't tell y'all how to live your life, but perspective on things. That advice be- is you can
0: tell. Advice isn't always like a girl, you, you need to do this. It's like, a mm-hmm. if it were me, this yeah. is what I would do. This is what it's I true. do. But yeah, we're not, we're not in the business of giving out advice, but I mean, if yeah. you're desperate, I mean, actually, if you're desperate, get somebody else,
1: <laughs> but I know someone who has a lot, cause I can't even say I'm licensed, So don't even come to me yeah. for that. So. Even therapists aren't supposed
0: to give you advice. They're the ones who just ask you how you feel and like, right like, guide you. you. Mm-hmm. They should never be telling you what to do or what they would even do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just to quickly summarize my week, outside of just being really tired, I did book my trip to Mexico Woo! end of February. I need this break so bad, but at the mm-hmm. same time, I'm like so shit wrecked or like shocked. What's the word? I I'm so overwhelmed. I can't even think of real words, but it's just like a lot. I'm like, I'm going to another country. Like I don't, I'm going by myself, you know, like what if, you know, how much is English spoken there? So I've been brushing up. I literally downloaded this app called Babbel.
1: Oh (laughs) yeah. That's old school one. is it old school? It's pretty cool. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I took Spanish for like four years, three Uh or four years in high school. So like most of the shit I know, like I can somewhat speak Spanish. I'm not fluent, but I'm I'm almost conversational. I feel like I'm giving myself a bit there, but I'm better
1: than me because I took it in college and I still. Mm -mm. Yeah, well, I
0: always wanted to speak Spanish because to me, it's always just been like the obvious. Absolutely. Next language that I mean, you're going to need it. Especially Mm -hmm. we live in, I mean, Texas, like, yeah, you don't speak Spanish. You're kind of racist.
1: Like, yeah, like Texas <laughs> is Spanish,
0: pretty much. If you don't know any Spanish and you live in Texas and you were like born and raised here, like you're right. there's there's some sort of racism in there. Right. There's
1: like, I was how intentional. How you tried yeah. not to learn it.
0: You definitely like- were like not wanting to give a fuck about the mass amount of people around you because no. there are a lot of Spanish speakers in this state. So yeah. yes, I've been brushing up on my conversational Spanish, writing down some phrases that I want to make sure I, I get down. <laughs> before I go. Um, just trying to get all my things together. I'm gonna board my cats. So they're gonna go to a little pet resort. I had to, I've spent so much money lately. I've like It was like almost $300 to get them up to date on their vaccination.
1: Oh, snap. And you have to do that too.
0: Wow. You don't have to. I mean, you should. But you (laughs) should. But I always forget that part. It's because they're going, they're being boarded. So Mm -hmm. like the policy there is like, they need to be up to date on all of In And the the main two are just like, there's just a main two. So they're up to date on that. All of that. I went ahead and signed up for TSA pre-check. I didn't know oh. it's not hard and it's not expensive.
1: It's, okay. Yes. I remember I was looking into it once and I was telling my dad, I was like, I think you should just do it. And he's like, what's the reason for that? That's not fair. And I was like, it's easy though. I feel like I'm gonna do it. I just you don't should. feel like I travel enough, but like when I do, cause I'm gonna start.
0: I'm going to do it. Right. I travel a few times a year and each time the most anxious thing is going through TSA and being like, are they going to let me take my contact solution? Like, what are they going to, you know, like taking things out, taking your shoes off. Those are the longest lines because like Mm -hmm. 80% 80 of the people who go through airports are for sure in those lines. So I, with Mexico, I just want to make sure I get as many things like cinched up and like all together before I go. So making sure I can speak or talk and like, speak my way around a little bit, ask for help, whatever, making sure that when I go through the airport, it's easy and simple. And I don't have to worry about like running late or missing my flight or anything. Do mm-hmm. you say check? I thought it was like $150 or something. It's, I honestly assumed it was like a monthly subscription or something or like, mm-hmm. yeah. Some sort of because it always seemed like such a classist, like rich people thing. Yes. And they always walk through like they have, like, exactly. That, it's, I, I, I always just looked at it. Now I'm like, why don't more people have it? But I, I get it. It's because, one, if you don't travel that much, you might be like, mm-hmm. why would I spend money for this? Like, it, it's good for five years too. So that's even yeah. more like that. But I guess if you don't travel that much, or if you travel with your family, if you travel with family or friends and you, you're like, well, I'm not paying, it's $85. I'm not paying $85 for five people so right none of us are gonna have it or if you go with friends and you're like oh my friends don't have it i want to stand next to them in line yeah <laughs> <And> not, like <laughs> zo- not zoom past them and be like
1: i'd be like hey girl oh, i'll see you have... i'll see you at
0: the, at the, the gate. gate yeah <laughs> if it
1: leaves before y'all i'm sorry i can't tell myself yeah um
0: yes yeah, so that's been my week just preparing and working through anxiety and yeah. tiredness
1: <laughs> that's exciting i mean the trip not the anxiety that's like- yeah But that's great. Oh, my gosh. I see. I think for me, like, I need a break, too. And I'm trying to think, like, what can I definitely want to do a trip after I'm done with my residency. And I will do a trip after I'm done. We keep talking about it. We haven't secured anything. (laughs) I haven't. But I need to because I more and more. I'm just like the whole world is vacationing and I'm sitting here reading books like this isn't cool. Mm. So I need to do that. But for me, I feel like I also feel like overwhelmed, especially this week and the last week. And I've just had a lot of crises, crises, whatever the word is at work. That's a crisis that I don't even know what the word is. Um, <laughs> to deal with...
0: An additional crisis that I An know additional about. crisis. What yeah. form of the word I should be using. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but I will say, I've been looking into like, okay, how can I do more things to celebrate the things that I've done or like gotten into? So, like, I met like, up with some girls who I met through Meetup. So, I kind of reconnected with them, and that was fun. Fun thing with that. So two of the girls I met up with, we had gotten brunch um, through this meetup called Black Girls something um, a couple of times. And it had been a couple of months before I saw them. And then we met up again. We went to this spot and then we saw one of the guys from Married at First Sight Houston. Like he was one of the guys who got married. And one of my friends was like, hey, is that Zach? And I was like, I can't even tell because he was sitting by himself at like a table. And she's like, I think that's Zach. That. I'm gonna go up and get a picture. And she went up and asked him. And he was like, yeah, that was me. He was sitting there with an iPad and a glass of wine. And she was I'm like, are me. <laughs> she's like are you here by yourself? Are you here with somebody? He's like, no, I'm just chilling by myself. You know, it's all good, whatever. She's like, can we join you for a thing? He's like, yeah. So we sat down. And then got a picture. I didn't get a picture because I was like, I just don't know what the camera situation is looking like. It's dark in here. I don't want to get a picture. But she did. And it was definitely Zach. Fun thing with him. So he was on the season with Houston, so the most recent season, and they all got divorced, which, you know, I'm not surprised, but unfortunate. And the girl who he was married to was like, she just had a lot of issues. I didn't watch the whole season, but I saw like clips and she was just all over the place. Then another couple. So there was a Vietnamese couple, they got divorced too. He started dating the girl. In the Vietnamese couple, I think her name was Bao, and then he cheated on her later. So it was like this whole thing. So at least you know he's out here smiling. So he,
0: so he's <laughs> not a good guy. Yeah, <laughs> no, no, he's really not. But he was on TV. <laughs>
1: oh, I hate that. <laughs> no, I was. Oh my crazy. God! Can I get a picture with you? You was <laughs> on the <that> show, right? <laughs>
0: He's like, yeah,
1: yeah people's that's, that's lives like, across the city of
0: Houston. I wonder how he feels like being I know. noticed and if he's like, oh yeah, I did. I just feel like being on shows like that has to be so surreal. Like mm-hmm. it's got to be so weird to like go from being a normal person who never has, who hardly ever has a camera on you to being followed day and night, like right. with a camera crew, marrying a, com- a complete stranger just to be on TV. And then yeah, having... I'm sure if he has social media or somebody he knows has told him like, dude, they're saying all this shit about you. Like, mm-hmm. this, and then even like being in the real world again, and people are like, oh my gosh, I you're from that show. Like that's, I don't, I get really anxious about shit like that. I don't want people knowing never. I never Like, I don't want people to never. know, to ever think anything about me. <laughs> just yep. Like, I don't want people to think about me, period. Yeah, um, exactly. Okay, so, we, we got to get into our- We do. Let's get into our- Top, our pop culture topics, okay? Because okay, we're gonna keep to time today. Yes. Yes. I, I literally am. haven't even edited that the the topic part of last episode. That's oh be fun. snap! I'm so behind. Like, yeah, she's I just so busy. It's when you're so busy with work, and then you get offline. It feels like editing the podcast is like another job. So it's mm-hmm. like so like this past week, I've just tried to go to sleep. Yeah. Or I've had plans or whatever. So. Okay. Pop culture. So did you hear about Adele being under fire at this This new reason why people are upset with her?
1: I heard a little bit about it, but I thought it was related to like, did she get bre- like break up with her boyfriend or something? Is that different? No, that's different. That's, that's something else that I'm not completely
0: understanding. Yeah. Something like people, you know, she canceled her concert yes. literally the day before her residency started the yeah. day before. So people are already in town, already paid for their flights, their hotels mm-hmm. can't get refunds because they're they're in the city and they are in the hotel. Yeah. She waited until the day before to cancel it. And people are, now there are rumors going around saying that she actually just has drama with her boyfriend and yeah. that she's been kind of a diva behind the scenes. Like actually things were kind of ready, but she was like, it's not good enough or whatever. I don't really, I mean, that just sounds to me like, ah, uh, I don't know what's true and what's not there. I like, know, it doesn't
1: seem like Adele, but I don't know her. We
0: don't know her. So yeah. apparently, okay, so <laughs> this is the only pop culture topic we have because I just think it's, this is very interesting to me and I, yeah. I want to know what you think. Um, So people are calling her a turf, which I think stands for mm. trans exclusive radical feminist. Yeah, something
1: like that. Yeah. Uh, yes. Let me define it for real. Let me not say something. Yes. Come back to me if you. If you okay. Can, you know. Yes. Or email um, us. You
0: know. No. 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 You're. I thought you're typing it. You're. you looking it up now? Oh, or no? I'm
1: looking it up. Yeah. Yeah. That's what it is. Okay. Cool. Anti-trans radical feminists. Yeah.
0: Anti-trans radical feminist? But it's turf.
1: Yeah. No. That's the same thing. It's the same thing. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Okay. So the Brit Awards apparently this year decided to remove male and female from its award titles um in 2019 after artist sam smith who came out as non-binary yeah pointed out the use of the pronouns was offensive Mm -hmm. to non-binary acts so adele's award was originally called the british female solo artist award but this year it was just called i think just british solo artist award yes uh something like artist of the year i don't know Basically, anyways, the award that she had used to be called British Female Solo Artist. It, they took out those pronouns because of what Sam Smith said. So she actually, when she was accepting the award, she said, I understand why the name of this award has changed, but I really do love being a woman and being a female artist. I do. I'm really proud of us. I really am. And so oh, apparently wow. people are like, wow, why would she say that? That means that you are a turf. You're turf." Mm. So what counts as turf to you? I know the last times we've seen it brought up two examples real quick before I let you answer the question. I just, yeah, asked, yeah, for sure. I just asked you a question and then said, moving on. <laughs> right. um, yes. So the two examples that I've seen people get the most worked up about with about have been JK Rowling. That
1: Harry Potter woman.
0: I don't really remember what she said, but she's somebody that people call that. Chimamanda. Um, mm. Adichie. Adichie. M'gazi. Uh. Yeah.
1: Edithian Ngazi, Yeah. <laughs> okay. I'm so sorry.
0: I don't okay. have it all written out. So she, apparently they were saying that. I don't remember why. I don't keep track of this, but it seems like anytime a woman is just like, you know, I love being a woman, especially when it, in these kind of situations where you're also saying something like women are real women or you're not a real w-. something in the lines mm-hmm. of just anyways, I'm now just saying a bunch of words. So we're no, but valid- I know what you mean. Yes. You please answer. <laughs>
1: <laughs> answer now. Um uh I mean I didn't realize the Amanda situation was revolving that. I think that like I just don't know why she had to say that in that moment. I personally don't know much about turfs and I can't speak for like non binary people, but if it were me, I don't know if I would be, if I would say like in an, like the context is like the, the gender was not included to be inclusive to non binary people. I wouldn't come up and accept the award and be like, but I really am, I'm like, I'm a woman and it was really meaningful for me to, to receive this award as a woman. And I wish that was like also, um, I guess, called for or mentioned as well. I wouldn't do that. Because I feel like both can coexist. You can be inclusive and give space for non-binary people by also recognizing that if you're like a cisgender woman, and that's something that's really important to your identity, you can be proud of that. And one doesn't have to cancel out the other. So I don't know. But I also can see how I'm sure her intention wasn't to promote turf ideal ideology and things like that but then again impact outweighs intention and stuff right but yeah it's a sticky situation that if she had chosen chosen her words better it would have been avoided completely um yeah it kind of sucks that now it has turned into a situation
0: this type of shit makes me scared to say anything because now I, I brought this topic up and now i'm like i don't even want to answer <laughs> it's like every little thing now gets you in trouble or gets you labeled as something um, i get that people might be offended because she even acknowledged like the name has changed, but I still, I I love being a woman. If she had just, I don't know why being a woman had anything to do with winning this award. Right. You would have been competing against other women, right? If it was Mm -hmm. still best female British. I feel like it's more relevant to say, "I, I love being a woman. If you were actually competing against all genders right and okay. then you're like us girls won it this time right mm-hmm. versus if it was still the british female solo award you would have just beat out another woman and you would have never had the need to say like i love being a woman <laughs> unless you're just like saying maybe she was looking at it more like you know, good competition. What did Chimamanda say? Like women can be competitors in for sport or accomplishments,
1: <laughs> I'm not the um, something of man. Yeah, why oh, was we? Yes, I used to
0: have that speech. I know, same. Uh. We say to girls you can have ambition but not too much otherwise you will threaten the (laughs) man
1: cadence for me it's a cadence oh my goodness I don't I don't almost don't even want to look into that hole
0: literally I think it's different like it just really depends on how much you really care I feel like when you're cisgendered you don't really care too much about gendered speak at all like I can say something like I love being a woman and not think about who it hurts because i'm like duh i'm a woman like mm-hmm. why is that bad you know but other people in terms of certain things like i've seen somebody get dragged because they wore a t-shirt that said something like real women bleed or something like that uh. but it wasn't meant to be like uh so if you don't bleed i mean it, it's. i see how again if you are not cisgendered or whatever how you might look at it that way. And you'd be like, so you're saying I'm not a woman like people who don't bleed and have periods aren't women. But I also see the side that's more like women being like, let's like we have some tough shit we have to fucking go through. Like this is the part of being a woman is having like annoying ass shit. Like what's the story of Eve and how she ate the apple? She fucked us. And now we like have birthing pains and periods and all this shit like that. I understand the idea of it being like, Ownership of yeah we have it fucking tougher And that's part of being a woman But then it's like now it's like Oh but not all women have this Or that so like you're being horrible to other people you're excluding them from the narrative I feel like the Chimamanda thing I don't have any context for it because it's happened so long ago I don't even remember it's just another one of those things that I remember when it happened I was like really like I don't think she's like anti-trans for this Mm -hmm. like I think she's just I think she said something just about how some experiences as a woman you'd only have if you were like cisgendered like there are some parts I guess she said of being a woman that like you wouldn't know if you hadn't like been born a woman and people were like, how dare you say that? Because then you're saying that trans women cannot be women. There are some people who have the idea too, that's like women or women, trans women or trans women, like keep it separate or whatever. Mm. And again, like, I think that hits harder it hits differently depending on what community you belong to right right or how you how much you care about this kind of thing again because as a cisgendered woman like I have the privilege of being like I don't say things like that when I hear somebody say it like I don't really care Mm because obviously it's not target I don't really it's not target why would I be offended it's not anything against me Mm -hmm. but other women who might not identify as this or who do but like still are like really sensitive to certain types of language right would be like that's horrible. You're saying that trans women aren't women. I, I think. I mean, I don't know. It's, is it bad to be like? Is there there's some sort of distinction? Like, I don't know. Is that horrible to be like? I mean, I guess that's why we have the term cisgendered because that's the distinction, right? Mm-hmm. Like,
1: yeah. But
0: there, I've seen some cisgendered women be like, "Why we got to use all this like fancy talk? Why can't I just be a woman? Like, I just want to be a woman." Like, I've seen a lot I've, of women say too. shit like that.
1: I've seen a lot, I've seen that too, and I think for me. When I think about it, I just use, well, first of all, I use language that somebody wants me to use and out of respect for them. And then person first language with things like that. So I've heard people advocate for like, well, people with uteruses bleed because if you oh, have a uterus bleed and stuff like that, I mean, i <laughs> from it from like a clinical psychology perspective. No, no, I, I, I see what you mean because
0: as soon yeah. as you say that, I hate being having to be so technical with saying uh-huh. shit like that, but I get it because trans men, And then, you know, cisgendered women. Mm -hmm. So it's not all women. It's not women. It's people with uteruses. Mm -hmm. But it's also like, it just, I, you know, on one end, like, sometimes I I get it. Like, it can be rough adjusting to the times and being (laughs) like, Sometimes feet, things do feel like really sensitive, like what we were talking about last week with that right. fitness person just being like, I used to do make, do makeup, but now I'm doing fitness and people being like, that was violent of you to just change right. your brand. And it's like, oh my gosh, like what? It, it, this is why I say like, I don't want to, to be known to people because oh like, oh. yes. you say you, you think you want to be famous and like be popular and have followers. And the minute you say something that to you sounds normal, but mm-hmm. hits somebody else, they're not going to be like, oh, hey. Hi, I think you're a good person. So I I don't think you understood that, you know, maybe this was offensive. They're going to be like, I didn't know that so-and-so is transphobic. And it's like, mm-hmm. whoa, like, can you like, first of all, explain to me where, where you got that and let's have a conversation about that. Like, let's right. get to some common ground. Maybe, I mean, you're not always going to get to common ground. Sometimes it's just going to be like, I didn't think that, and I didn't mean it that way. So I'm not going to, That it is what it is like, right. I don't
1: know. Yeah. And I think there is a difference. Well, first of all, I think anything on the internet is the wild, wild west and people can say anything, <laughs> and do anything because they know nothing is going to happen to them. So if you sit on Twitter and be like, Adele's oh, a turf, what's going to happen? You're not going to lose your job. Nothing's going to happen to you. But I feel like people feel more bold to say things like that. And the harder thing is to have conversations like this where you don't know what you're, what what is the right thing to say, but feeling okay with like, hey, I don't know what I should be saying or like, I'm not sure. I don't want to step on any toes. Like... I want to have a conversation about it. And then the person on the opposite end is like, okay, you are curious about this. You've used incorrect language. Are you like, I can educate you on certain things. And then we can have a conversation that doesn't happen online ever. And if it does, it's always taken the wrong way. And in real life, I think, I mean, like, okay, not in a clinical perspective, but if I'm like talking with a group of people and then I misgender someone, which has happened before. Um, I remember like I misgendered somebody's partner, and they used they them pronouns, and I referred to them as she her. And then afterwards I was like, "Oh, shoot, that happened. I like pulled the guy to the side and was like, "Hey, I am so sorry. I misgendered um, whatever their name is. Um, I apologize and wasn't intentional. And they were like, Oh yeah, that's fine. Like, I understand, like, thank you for apologizing. It's no big deal or something. Um, And that's just like a slight thing, but that's just kind of being like, okay, I don't want to step on toes, but I'm not going to be afraid to have the conversation. You can't have these types of conversations online. And Mm -hmm. I feel like there's needs to be more grace surrounding it. I can imagine. I mean, I can't speak for, actually, I don't even, I almost partially want to bring it down to race where it's like, there are certain terms that we were using, like people of color, POC, um, like things like that, that are changing with time. And then we're expecting other communities to change alongside with them, BIPOC and things like that. And
0: I don't think we're expecting anything. I think it's whenever mm-hmm. I've seen people say, I don't say, that's why I don't say people of color. That's why I don't say BIPOC. That's why I say black. Like, yeah, mostly it's people saying this is what I say now, because I don't believe in people of color. I don't believe in that. I, don't, I agree I'm a, with I'm a womanist. I'm not a feminist. Like okay, things like that. You. I've never seen black people other than just saying, please don't say the N word. I've never seen black people say Use these words, <laughs> ever. or like this is no longer cool for us. Like it's for the most part, you know, like color is obviously outdated. <laughs> but like anything past that, don't say color, don't say
1: negro, and don't say the n word. That's literally it. Like that's, that's, and that's, and that's just, why like, I was like, this is dicey to like use this as an example to kind of illustrate this in a different context. I'm yes, to- because when it gets to
0: like gender and then like sex and then trans identities and stuff it just it turns into stuff that is not as visible not as seen or you know a lot of us don't have trans friends or aren't in that community Mm -hmm. so like it's not something that's just permeating to us like where we're it's like some people are just gonna have to make mistakes and be taught Mm -hmm. because i've never known that or i've never been around this i would love to one day like interview somebody who's like uh uh, a non-binary person just to ask more questions because mm-hmm. some of it i'm like some of it i've seen i under you know i won't even get into more okay let, let's just cut it there
1: okay like, i just think overall like you know because it's all happened online and adele wasn't given a chance to like explain or like or like you know share anything more outside of what that clip talked about it turned into this whole thing and it's really unfortunate and When it's online, I don't know if a conversation that's helpful can even happen. In the real world, it's one thing if you are ignorant and you don't know and you're open to being educated and then you move forward and change your ways or adapt. It's another thing is like you have a conversation with someone. It's like, well, I'm still a woman. I don't give a fuck what y'all got to say. It's like, okay, well, you know, information is there. They were providing information now. It's up to them. And if they don't want to do it, then you shouldn't be in community with them. Right. I
0: don't think Adele should say anything. I I think when stuff like
1: this happens, like just
0: let it pass like they'll get over it Mm because it's not to me it's this is not this is Adele you know she didn't mean I think she was just like excited like I'm participating I think it is like a sportsmanship amongst women thing and that's Mm -hmm. what she meant like I like being I liked the award the way it was before because it felt like camaraderie against Which even now saying that a lot that still sounds shitty because it's like well, somebody who's non-binary, like, where were they ever going to fit into these categories then? Right, like, and I think that's like her blind spot with respect to this. It's a blind spot, but I again yeah. say just like learn about it on the back end, like offline. Like, don't even. Say oh,
1: anything. yeah, I'm <laughs> sure people. She's rich and famous. I'm sure like really famous people in the community will reach out to her, or her people reach out to them, and they'll have like lunch. Yeah.
0: To talk about it. I mean, more likely this will go nowhere because she doesn't have <laughs> to learn. She doesn't have to learn it. She's no. rich and famous. Our topic today, I was thinking about it because of what we talked about last week with the fitness woman and, you know, what's fat phobia and all of that. So I wanted to talk about diet culture. That's Um, This has been on my radar because like I said, I'm going to Mexico. And the first thing that I thought was shit, like I, I'm not exactly in shape Mm -hmm. (laughs) right now. Like, you know, I, during winter, we all hibernate. We let ourselves go. We stop caring so much about what we look like, we're wearing a lot of layers. So I didn't give myself a lot of time to be prepared to have to like wear bathing suits in public. So like, I I think on one episode I had said on one end, I don't feel like I need to like get into a diet the way I would have a few years ago. I would have been like, I need to like quickly like get in shape, hit the gym like twice a day. Like I don't have time. I need to look good. But at the same time, I feel anxious about the way I look. (laughs) Mm
1: -hmm. Um,
0: So let's start off by asking, when did you first how the idea in your head that you needed to lose weight and mm. what prompted that idea
1: that's a great question um probably second grade and my mom <laughs> i've been conscious about weight pretty much my entire life everybody in my family has been and honestly i will say to my mom's point like she came to america started eating food in America and like, and then had kids and just got bigger. And that like was so shocking for her because she had been, she I mean, from what she's told us, she's been like 110 pounds for like her whole life. Like she's always been like super tiny. and She remembers she, the exact weight. I mean, it's, you know, that's what she said. <laughs> Sometimes she would be like, I weigh this much. She's like, wait, mommy, I don't know. But you know what? I don't know. I'm not stepping on the scale. But that's been something that I think has been a sensitive subject for her. And then now she sees her kids and her kids are kind of fat too. She's like, oh, we got to- we got to rip this up. So we were going, we were going on walks in the park from an early age. We were in gymnastics, all these different sports. Like we were constantly doing activities for exercise, exercise, exer- ex- exercise, So I was very like conscious of my weight early on and the fact that I needed to lose weight. And I still am like dealing with that to this day, not to the same extent, but it's a part of me for sure. It lasts so long.
0: So I don't, the first idea was more that I wasn't small enough like mm-hmm. that like as a kid watching other girls like I had a growth spurt around like fourth grade or something mm-hmm. um, and just seeing how much taller I was, how much bigger I felt because I was tall watching TV so like watching people on TV of course they're casting perfect looking teens and stuff because yeah. it's TV so watching like fucking Hannah Montana and oh, like. My gosh. <laughs> Just like literally watching these people being like, I wish I was a size small. Like, I'm not that. I haven't been her size since I was like eight years old. (laughs) Like, just being like, I'm already tall. I'm already big. You know, I got my mama's ass. Mm -hmm. Like, (laughs) I got big thighs. Just, I remember being from that age of like 10 to 12, th- th- that's when that was forming. Like, I'm not the right size. I'm too big. And like saying things like, I wish I was anorexic because that means that I would naturally be able to stop myself from eating. Mm. Like it would, it would come second nature. Yeah. And I, I love to eat too much. Um, and then in high schools, when I realized I could actually do something about it by working out more. So I- that that's when it became like this thing in my head. Like I think in high school, not high school, sorry, college. That's when I started realizing like I can actively affect the way I look mm-hmm. depending on what I eat and working out. And I think huh, for the past like five years, how old am I? Yeah, about five years. And this leads into our next question. But like, I have not consist like I've not been eating bread or cheese or red meat off and on for like, the past five or six years. I've consistently every now and then, you know, I would get a burger or a hot dog, you know, whatever, like break the diet, but always like the core foundation of my diet was always can't eat bread. You can't mm-hmm. eat cheese. You can't eat meat, especially not red meat. Those were my rules because I was like, I need to have a flat stomach and bread keeps you bloated. Um, cheese is bad for you. Like try to stay away from dairy. I've tried to stay away from dairy for so long. <laughs> and, and just like now realizing like that shit is weird. Like it is weird to tell yourself, I cannot eat bread. Right. It's weird to tell yourself, I can't eat this. And I can't eat that because not because it's like a health issue or because you're allergic, like just because you're like, well, I need to have a flat stomach and that's going to make me fat. It's going right. to keep me from looking the way I'm supposed to look. Right.
1: Bread makes you fat. Bread makes you fat.
0: <laughs> From Scott Pilgrim. From for Scott that Pilgrim.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: So, what diet trends have you followed or tried throughout the yeah, year?
1: Everything. <laughs> so many things. I remember in high school, I did the military diet for prom. Where I think, <laughs> I think it's like you eat a, two scoops of ice cube and like a hot dog or something all day or something crazy. What? Like- <laughs> <laughs> Probably, yeah, as I'm talking, I'll look them and just confirm. But I did the military diet. I did like low carb. We did low carb in the house, just eating juices. I tried keto for a little bit, but my sister and my mom did it more, and they actually got some good results out of it. Um, which I was like, dang, I got to get into it for real. But then I it, like, it's not for me, and also it, it like wrecks your cholesterol. I tried vegan for a little bit in grad school didn't work. So just so many things that were like not helpful because they weren't conducive to my lifestyle. Like it was a huge, like, what's the word? 180 from how I normally ate, which was crap, but like it wasn't sustainable. It's never sustainable. Mm -hmm.
0: Whatever I, there was one year that I did really well. So the one year that I lived in a luxury apartment that had a really nice gym, Mm -hmm. I lost so much weight and was in the best shape of my life. I was so hot. I look back fondly on that Mm -hmm. year. Um, (laughs) Fondly. Yes. Because literally every single day, every day I got up at six or seven, I wake up early naturally anyways. Mm-hmm. Um, so I would get up that early every day and just go downstairs and work out mm-hmm. for like 30 to 45 minutes every day. And because I was so consistent with that, I also was like, I had a strict diet. Like every day I basically ate, uh, like two sunny side up eggs, sweet potatoes and either sauteed kale or sauteed spinach. Mm-hmm. That was, oh, and uh, quinoa, not quinoa and or hummus, like Mm. whatever. So that's all I ate. So these are high fiber foods, Mm -hmm. (laughs) literally just like working out and then eating everything that makes you poop. So that it just like, and it worked out really well. Like, especially the only snacks I was eating were like raw veggies, like Mm. carrot sticks, celery sticks. I was really, and I felt so proud of myself because I was like, I'm disciplined. I work out. I felt like a rich white woman, like one of those women right, that you feed. You. Yeah. <laughs> like, like seriously I enjoyed it I was a lot happier too and that's like that to me is always going to be my golden time of like mm-hmm. I wish I could get back there like I wish I could work out that much and I wish I could eat that disciplined again mm-hmm. but it's like at some point you kind of got to realize like is it normal to tell yourself all the things you can't eat like yeah. I can't I can't eat french fries I can't eat bread I can't eat this or that, like I have to stick to the strict diet. I think what that was a good year for me though, because I feel like a lot of my weight, my weight issues and looking at myself has been comparing myself to other people, but also about attracting men. Mm, (laughs) It's literally just because throughout my life, I've seen some of the worst women (laughs) or bitchiest women be able to keep boyfriends because they were hot. Mm-hmm. like so I always for not always but for years in my 20s I spent most of my 20s thinking as long as I'm hot that's
1: all that matters like right I yeah. have to do whatever it takes to stay thin and or, that's the reason I'm single because I'm fat and ugly you know that, and things like that at the extreme but I mean it, your head
0: it, I never hit that I would always hit if I was thinner, he wouldn't have left. So like, oh, I if I actually was hot, if I was like really hot, he wouldn't have been able to leave. Mm-hmm. Um, so like always <laughs> blaming myself. It sounds dumb. Like, right. Because <laughs> The truth is men don't give a shit about that. They Men really don't expect you to be thin. The truth is they don't. They really yeah. don't care. Um, every man has his preference and size and like what he doesn't want to date. But like, there's no such thing as a man who's not, who's like, you have to have the perfect body or I just can't, I can't deal with it. Because most men don't even have perfect bodies. Like, okay. I have not dated a lot of men who are actually like hot. So <laughs> and so anyways, even the idea, like when I was at my quote unquote hottest, I was dating a lot, but like I didn't keep anybody then either. And I also want to challenge the way I talk about it. I always talk about keeping a man. And right, keep, right, right, right. a relationship and keep, you know, I couldn't make him stay or I couldn't keep him. And the truth is like nobody that I've lost has been worth keeping. Like it's not, <laughs> it's not that I couldn't keep them. It's that it wasn't a fit. It wasn't good. It right. I, And now that's what I love about being close to 30. It's just, I think you do just settle more in yourself. Mm -hmm. I think that's why a lot of people do end up gaining more weight, not being like overweight, but like filling out a little bit more because Mm -hmm. they're no longer in that weird warped idea of I have to be thin. I have to be this. It's like, this is who I am. I'm cool. Mm -hmm. And also in dating being like, I'm not chasing after this person. Like I'm actually pretty good. Right. (laughs) I'm fine.
1: (laughs) Mm-hmm. And I think like, for me with all of that, it came down to me, like competing against myself and doing this for myself. I think like that point, like you said, in high school, college is when you were like, oh, well, if I work out and eat healthy, like I see results that literally didn't click until maybe like two or three years, two or three years ago the, when I ran the marathon, because I would like work out and then come home and eat Chick-fil-A or eat a huge <laughs> the pasta. Oh my gosh. I was actually reflecting on that the other day. I literally would work out on the elliptical at UT for like 20 minutes maybe do five crunches and then shit I I did that let me go home and I would go home and eat a whole thing of pasta and watch YouTube and I would eat dinner at like nine o'clock at night and then I would go to sleep immediately after and be like yeah I did something today not knowing that all the food I was eating was collecting in my stomach and all of that type of stuff so it's like when you have that change of mindset of being like well okay I do want to lose weight because it's for my health and I feel better when I work out and I'm getting stronger it is the focus doesn't kind of, um, shine a light on losing weight as much as it is. Like, I feel better when I work out, I'm being healthier and I feel stronger. And that motivates me personally more than being like, Oh, I want to lose weight. Even though that's always there, I'm not going to deny that, but it's not the main goal.
0: And that's the only way to make it or to keep it sustainable. That's the only way. Like if you try to join one of these crazy diets where you can only eat sardines out of the can for like breakfast, lunch, or dinner, Right. I once had a, this coworker might be like, there's this diet where all you do is eat eggs, like just eat eggs every single day for every meal and you lose weight. Like I would have done that in your I love it. Yeah. Even like keto, like that whole thing. It's not sustainable. Like when you just do whatever the fat is and you're just going along with the flow. And especially if you're trying to just completely adversely change your diet to stuff you don't even like. Right. There's people who are like now eating like boiled chicken breasts with no mm-hmm. salt. Paleo. Like-
1: I tried that too. Or Whole30. No, I did Whole30 and then I tried, I did too much and it all wasn't working, so.
0: It doesn't work when you don't like the food or when you don't like, what you're doing. Like you have to get to a point where you find something safe that feels comfortable, but that you also like. So yeah, mm-hmm. find out what workouts you actually enjoy. If you don't like running, you don't have to go running. You can try kickboxing. You can try something else. I personally don't like yoga. I've given it a shot a know, couple same. of times. I just, time I'm like, it. I hate it. You, know? you got to find out like what works for you working out. And again, it should not be about like working out about losing weight. It should be about how you feel and wanting to feel better. A lot of time when you are like down and just feel heavy and like Mm -hmm. gross all the time, that is literally a health workout thing. Like you should start going for walks, get some fresh air, try going for a run, jogging something, try eating a vegetable every day, like Mm -hmm. make a rule for yourself. Like I will at least eat like six carrots, six each day, something just a starting point to incorporate it into your diet. Now I'm in a place where like, I don't, tell my, I mean, at least for now, because I'm, he ain't, God ain't through with me yet. Like I'm, I fall back into that. On all of us, yep. we, we all like, I had a time during the pandemic. I think we all did where we all were gaining so much weight, so much weight. It was we actually just scary. Staying home and just eating whatever the I want it Everything. like just eating until one day I realized, like, okay, I look like a beach ball. Like, I literally look like, honestly, like, wh- where did this belly come from? And oh then, gosh. like, the, the, the the, the kicker was like when I finally put on a sports bra to work out and it barely fit. Like I, know. I could see Sorry. my back fat popping out of the strap. How do we
1: have the same existence? <laughs> it, 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 and I, I was, was like, like, Jesus, it got that bad. Oh I'm yeah.
0: Like... After I saw that, I went straight to the gym and I was yep. strict on my diet again. Mm-hmm. Cause, I, Cause I was like, we can't live like this. <laughs> and so, uh, so my goal is to, I, I still feel sad. Like, I, I feel like this leads to our next question. Like if yeah. you like, do you still aspire to be smaller? Like, and I have to say, yeah, like,
1: yeah. I will
0: never not be like, I will never not look in the mirror or in a screen at myself and be like, I would look, I look good. Even if I say like, I look good, I would look better if I just had a little bit more of a trim. Like if I and was a little, I was not fooping <laughs> <laughs> if like, if just the, if I could just lose like 10 pounds. That'd be really good. And I don't think that's healthy, but it's, I don't know. I don't know what to say about it. Like, it's just here.
1: Have you seen that TikTok sound or heard that TikTok sound? It was like, losing weight is good. Don't be too big. Have you heard? Have you seen that Oh, What is that? Okay. It's just some person, which I I don't know what the original video is from, but it's, it's looking kind of funny. It's like, guys, y'all don't be too big. You gotta lose weight. Losing weight is for your mental health or something. I don't know. People make me disrupt that's funny. But I mean like I think that still sticks for me too, where like, I don't know. I think I always I have I don't have body dysmorphia, but I feel like I have symptoms that are consistent with it because I'm constantly seeing myself, even after I lost a good amount of weight, being like, damn, I'm still my arms are huge. Like my legs are looking like the way that they look. And it's it's something that I I'm working towards Like every day and every day I feel a lot better and get better, but it's just, it's hard. I don't know if I'll ever truly get to the point. Another example, I grew up not being allowed to eat sweets. We didn't have flour in our house for like a long time, like, cause we- Because eating sweets and baking and stuff meant that you're going to get fat. So we never had sweets in the house. We never baked or anything. And now I just don't bake. And I'm like, why don't I bake? I'm an adult. I can go and buy all ingredients and bake whatever I want all the time. And baking is fun. But it's like, no, then if I bake it, then it's going to be in my house. I'm going to eat it. And if I eat it, I'm going to gain weight. And it's like, that sucks to have that it's mindset. It's like
0: a sickness. It's like a yeah. sickness. Like a, it literally is some sort of disorder where like the idea of your your body is always on your mind and mm-hmm. always like I literally used to have times where I would eat and feel really bad, not because yeah. like I ate way too much, but just like not, not like a physical pain. I mean, where you like eat too much and your belly like hurts, but like me just eating maybe more than I should have and then feeling really bad because I'm like, Oh, this is I'm gonna get fat from this. Like, mm-hmm. this is gonna. This is not helping my case. Yeah, I'm not helping myself here. Like, right. You, you should be allowed right. to like have a break from that. But sometimes I feel like. I mean, I feel like I have more of a break from that now than I have had in many years. Like, oh, a hundred percent. Same. I'm, I'm finally like doing both. Like, I used to really be like either I'm eating garbage like pasta and Chick Fil A and like whatever mm-hmm. Chipotle I want to eat or. I'm going to eat the carrot sticks and drink the celery juice. And yeah, like,
1: either, or like, yeah,
0: exactly. Cause it was like, well, if you're going to eat Chick-fil-A, you're wasting the carrot sticks. <laughs> what, are, <laughs> what are the carrot sticks where they're not doing shit? Cause you just, you're eating like, just eat. Like I would literally always hit a point where I'd be like, okay, this is the last day I have to eat this motherfucking fast food. And then tomorrow I'm throwing all this. Like I've gone through so many times in my life where I've literally like went and like grocery shopped and got like, Hot dogs mm-hmm. and like cookies and Doritos and all the things that I would felt like would make me happy. And after two or three days of eating that, that way, I'd feel so guilty yeah. that I would just toss all the shit. And yep. I've I've literally ordered a full pizza, eaten like three slices of it and the next morning, tossed all the shit yep. out. I've
1: done the same thing because I'd rather waste money and then gain weight exactly because it's like
0: i can't eat this way and then like literally clearing out the fridge of groceries you just bought a few days ago and going to get fresh veggies and like suppressed juices and shit because it's like this is the way i need to be eating this is Mm -hmm. like it's it's a weird back and forth and, and now this is like the first time that I've kind of done both. I felt triggered when you said pasta before, because I ate pasta tonight. <laughs>
1: oh, <right. laughs> no, but girl, I would eat like, you know, back home when your parents give you rice, they give you a saucer of rice. Like that's the, the portion size. It would be that much pasta with cheese on it, Italian sausage and like two Texas toast garlic breads. And then a big thing of lemonade, because I'm sadly addicted to lemonade. And I would eat it all in one sitting. Only God knows how many calories was there. It was probably 1800
0: so I don't know how big a saucer is because that's a word I'm not familiar with.
1: Oh, like that, a big a plate, a giant, like a Frisbee. bigger Oh, than that. that's a saucer. I always thought a saucer was like a little bowl. Um, oh, maybe I'm using the wrong word, but it was a big. No, you might be right. I don't know. Is that what flying saucer takes out after? I think so. Right. They're circles.
0: Because they're like big discs. Yeah. Disc. That's a flying saucer a phrase. Now I feel like I made that up. That's like saucer. aliens. Yeah. Okay. Wow. I haven't heard that or said me that either. Eons.
1: Yeah. Like that's I something from that like, the said, Jetsons. Yeah. So where, where was I going with this?
0: Oh yeah. My parents gave me such horrible eating habits, like literally like eating at see, 10 PM. My mom eating in the middle of the night, both of my <laughs> parents they would stack up their plates with food. Like yeah. I never knew that like, first of all, for Africans, rice is not a side. It's like the main course. Oh, this is meal. And so my mom would like heap up her plate mm-hmm. every every time she ate like a full huge plate filled with rice. Mm-hmm. And so when she would portion food out for us when we were kids, obviously she wasn't giving us that much. But once we got to be teens, so we could like dish out our own food, we were putting the same amount. We were like, mm-hmm. oh, we bad. we can eat this much now. Mm-hmm. And so it like trickled down this idea of, Like this horrible trend of overeating and like Mm -hmm. eating too much, eating because it feels good, eating as a form of therapy that I feel like is has made me like have this push and pull of like eating to like to help with my feelings. But then also being like, ashamed of the way I look mm. and my size and being like, I can't eat this. Like I can't eat this, that, 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 I can't eat this. It's a, it's a lot going on. And I just, I don't think men have <laughs> like, do you think men? Um, no, here's a better question. Cause forget about men. Do you think that really? like any woman ever really feels like she is the right size? Um... Like, do you think women who, even after they lose weight are like, I'm a great size and I can relax now.
1: I mean, I don't know. I can't imagine no woman. I'm sure that there are some women who are like, I'm good with how I am, and I don't need like, I I did it. Like I'm good. Uh, well,
0: I'm I'm talking more about like women who've lost weight, like women oh. who who have oh. thought about like. Yeah, because, um, yeah, there are women out there who, like, have fast like, metabolisms. or Yeah, they've just, been
1: skinny their whole life. And... Or
0: they just, like, have never really cared about whether they're skinny or not, have never really thought about it. But women who have, who have been, like, a part of this diet culture of, like, I need to lose weight, like, stuff oh, like that. Do yeah. you think there's ever, like, a part where you you get to a point where you're like, I'm good, I, I accomplished my goal, and I feel relaxed now, like, I can chill?
1: I don't know. Cause like I follow quite a few people who are like my size and a little smaller, a little bigger, who are like on a healthy lifestyle journey. And it's like, I think the ones who are kind of the closest to that, they give themselves a window. Like, okay, if I lose or if I gain five or 10 pounds in either direction or lose, I'd be okay. Cause this is better than where, where I was, but I don't know if you can be fully, if it was me and I had gotten to my goal weight, I would be like, okay, I hope my lifestyle has changed and is stable where I can continue this and maintain it because yeah. if I go back to how I was before I'm a blow. So
0: I haven't weighed myself since I was like 15 or six. Really? No, I mean, yeah. I, and, a, and a lot, Oh, God. I know. I'm oh tra- no. We'll see. Like when I was 15 already, like being tall for my age, like there's no good gauge for how much you should actually weigh when you're a woman and you're mm-hmm. like five, eight, five, nine at the age of like 16, 17. I, re- I remember like year 16, year 17 was the year I told the doctor to stop telling me how much I weighed on a scale. Mm-hmm. Since then, every time that I go to the doctor, I always tell them I don't want to know. And they go, okay, just like, turn you don't have to stand on the scale facing the numbers like just turn the oh, other way and we'll just okay. record it yeah and they never tell me they never tell me because i'm like i don't want to know because That's i fair. know the amount isn't I feel like in my head the number has always been like 130 pounds. It's like the right weight, mm. but like for my height and for my body type. That's not realistic. That oh, no, that, that would to be, be anorexic. Yeah, that's not healthy. But I also feel like hearing a number like 180 would be would make me feel like because I've wow. it feels like such an and again this is just like what female woman culture. Can I say that?
1: I mean, I think it's like the pathology of weights. Of being women, it is
0: a thing where it is like there's a perfect weight. We all know what the perfect weight is for us that we think we should be at. Mm -hmm. And when we're not at that weight, we're like, oh God, I'm, I'm, I'm way too heavy. Right. Like I hear men say that they're like 180 pounds all the time. So like, I don't want to fucking say I'm 180 (laughs) pounds. Like, and that's that's just a number that I, that's literally just the number I have in my head that I assume I weigh. Like I have not weighed myself in literally 13, 12 or 13 years, Mm -hmm. but in my head, I'm like, I've got to be about that much.
1: But at the same, I feel like at the same point it like doesn't matter. And that's me trying to tell that to myself, like, as does, you weigh yourself, every as I day. weigh myself every day. And it's like, well, right now I am because I, I gained weight. So it's like, I want to, I, I could, I could feel it in my back and I could feel it in certain clothes. It's like, let me see what's going on for real. So I can get back to where I was at before. But I think like every like body composition makes up a huge thing. Like if you have a ton of muscle, the way your body is filled out, like 200 pounds on one person, like, honestly, I mean, if you told me Nicki Minaj was like 190 pounds, I could believe it. <laughs> I don't know. Because body composition. I don't actually I don't know how tall she is. So whatever. And then
0: five two or something like she's oh, like really? short. She has to be. I wonder if they think that like do, when they get these fake. These let me not use the word fake, but when they get these big ass tits and uh, these huge butts, mm-hmm. these implants, and they're like super size, do they really understand that your weight is going to change one and two, your actual clothing size will change. Like now when you go shopping, you're no longer a size medium or small. You have to be bigger than that because your boots right. cannot not fit in a, a small size dress or a medium right. size dress because now you have this huge butt. You have this these huge boobs. Like your pant size is now probably a size like thirty two, mm-hmm. whereas what you normally would wear it would be like a twenty four. Like now it's gonna go up. So like you're trying to look more feminine and hot, but you're actually making yourself bigger in such a weird way. But mm-hmm. let's not get to plastic surgery and <laughs> oh
1: yeah, B B L is going BBR on with them. That.
0: Mm-hmm. um i feel like this is a good stopping point for this topic yeah this has <laughs> been like
1: therapy for me because as i'm like now in this like okay i'm trying to get back on a healthy lifestyle i need to focus on the healthy lifestyle and not my fitness app or whatever you I'm- can also the, the uh,
0: thing that i try to remember often is like you can be hot and be curvier or bigger that's true. You can be, I've seen women, I've seen plenty of women who are not thin and I'm Mm -hmm. like, she looks good. Like, Mm -hmm. so if you can think that about other women, why can't you think that about yourself? Um, I look good. Like it also, uh, before we, again, we're wrapping up again, like hitting on the fact that a lot of my appearance issues and dysmorphias and needs to be thin and perfect have had to do with men. Mm. I think I finally got to the point of like, The right person that I want to be with, like it has nothing to, I don't want it to have anything to do with the way I look. I really just want it to be the fact that we're like best friends, that we have fun together, that we laugh together. I want to be able to just like wear sweats and shit around you. Like, I don't want to have to be hot all the time. I shouldn't have to be hot all the time. I should be allowed to be bloated from time to time. Mm -hmm. Like I shouldn't have to be perfectly thin to be with someone. So that's what I tell myself when I find myself thinking, oh shit, I'm, pretty big now i gotta get i gotta lose this weight at this point my gauge of like when i need to lose weight is how my clothes are fitting me like yeah that's the standard i hold myself so i
1: knew that i was like oh yes exactly
0: <laughs> fitting right okay cool so going on to our deep thinks, you can go first
1: yeah so for me i didn't put it on the list but i w- it was just in something that i've been thinking of um but my deep think is just about how to kind of cope with um Just like really challenging situations that we experience in life and kind of being okay with them in a way of radical acceptance. And I'm trying to really think, I might have talked about this already, but I mean, a refresher is never bad. So, radical Mm -hmm. acceptance is from dialectical behavior therapy. It's a DBT skill, kind of being okay with things as they happen and kind of radically accepting them for what they are. And I think that's kind of helpful for the topic that we talked about today, with like, okay, for example, Like your size or how things are going on in life challenges. It's like, okay, I am experiencing this in the moment and I'm going to just accept that this is how it is right now. Is it going to stay like this forever? Probably not. Could it get worse? Maybe. Could it get better? Probably. Who knows? But right now I'm accepting it for what it is. And that can be really powerful when you're kind of just experiencing all this uncertainty about things. You don't know how things are going to go. So that's my deep thing.
0: I feel like that that kind of how do you just radically accept like is is it just practicing like obviously this sounds like the kind of thing that you don't just get by like it takes time
1: (laughs) yeah it's not something that happens like just once or something like that but some of the like different tactics or things that you can think about with like Radical acceptance include kind of like, okay, taking things, for example, one day at a time, because a lot of the times our distress is future oriented. So if we take things one day at a time, that's kind of radically accepting things as like they are, then also kind of making sure to think about like, okay, today is one day, tomorrow's like another day, as I think through things. And kind of make sure that whatever I can do right now, I'm in control of like on a day by day basis. That can be helpful too. Yeah. So those are some things.
0: My deep think. So I've been rewatching Daria on Paramount Plus TV. I like complained so much about having to. Pay for Paramount Plus so that I could watch As Told by Ginger. But then I've seen the other apparently all of Nickelodeon's old shit is there. And then like stuff from MTV is there. So Daria moved from, I believe it was on Hulu and is now on Paramount Plus. Okay. So rewatching the show, it's still really good. It still holds up. It's still funny. I want to highlight the fact I have are you familiar with Daria? I am. Have you seen the show? All of it. No, I haven't seen all the show. Okay. So, anyways, Daria basically is just, you know, socially an outcast she's not inept she just doesn't care to be a part of the in crowd she's constantly sarcastic she's very much very much just in high school having the deal being around a bunch of idiots her best friend is jane who is another outcast but she's an outcast in a different way she's like an art person so she's just like very counterculture in that way whereas daria is really smart and like book smart and studious she's just super sarcastic and just like has no faith in people the fact that uh daria literally kissed jane's boyfriend she stole jane's man i know we say that you can't can't steal a man let me just let me use daria as just a rule to live by just let me explain a good rule to live by as women i feel like i'm more now sensitive to the fact that i keep saying women because of what we talked about with the term oh i mean uh, (laughs) every time i say as women now i'm like somebody in the back in the abyss going like what you mean women
1: (laughs) i mean if you identify as a woman you're a woman
0: if you I, sense. if you had in
1: that sense man-
0: sense i just think of like i will marry a women's <laughs> i don't like men's no more <laughs> um, anyways so getting back to my deep think so daria and jane are best friends they go through life together jane gets a boyfriend now jane does have this habit that when she likes the guy she kind of puts daria on the back burner so when she gets this boyfriend I forget his name. It doesn't even matter. She stops seeing Daria as much. Daria starts, she quickly resents this boyfriend because she's like, he's stealing my friend away. Eventually, she kind of gets, she gets over the fact that Jane has a boyfriend. They all start hanging out. So Jane and this boyfriend, though, they hit a rough patch where they kind of realize we don't have that much in common. Like, Mm -hmm. they're getting bored of each other. They're starting to bicker a little bit. He and Daria, though, do have shit in common. She's always, like, striking up a conversation with him. They have inside jokes, Mm -hmm. things like that. It's starting to look a little shady, like, hmm, Uh, there's a point where like her Jane's boyfriend's like oh Daria texted me the other day about this and Jane's like texted you why did she text like things like texting Jane's boyfriend but of course every time you know Jane would bring it up to Daria like you know, texting my boyfriend or hey, like what's going on with y'all? Daria would be like, I don't know what you're talking about. I don't know what you're talking about. Like, you're being weird. This oh. is just I don't I don't care. And I think she honestly was just trying to tell herself that. Like she was trying to convince her own self that she had no feelings for Jane's boyfriend. But turns out she did. Mm. So literally, she and Jane are getting over this rough patch because now there's some sort of distrust where Jane just feels like, basically, Daria, you've been really familiar with my boyfriend like Mm -hmm. it's kind of inappropriate and daria being like well you wanted me to like him like what do you want from me like of course i don't like him so jane basically finally asked her the question like can you confirm for me like that you don't like him you don't want him y'all have never kissed or anything right because it just sometimes there's a weird vibe with y'all and daria's like yeah i promise you like never happened ew can you even imagine me kissing anybody like girl no please the minute she leaves jane's house and goes home that boyfriend shows up at her house and he's like, Hey, come, come speak to me in my car. She gets in the car and they end up kissing. Uh... And I was like, Oh hell. And they kiss twice, girl. And I was just like, What? Now, long story short, because it's a cartoon <laughs> and you know, the show, the show must go on. Jane and Daria do remain friends. Daria actually ends up. Jane and the boyfriend break up and Daria ends up dating him like right after.
1: Oh, wow. We,
0: the viewer, we're just supposed to believe that that's okay. and That's normal. That shit would not have happened. She and Jane would have been done. You literally.
1: Oh, yeah. I I
0: was literally peeping you having feelings for my boyfriend. You acted like I was crazy. Mm -hmm. And then you kissed him right after. And now that him and I are broken up, you're going to date him. Granted, Jane did give her permission. Like, hey, y'all have more in common than he and I did. If you want to date him, go ahead. Mm Mm-hmm. But it's like, you know, she didn't mean that, right? Like, that don't mean you actually do it. You're supposed to pick your friends. So ladies, gentlemen, uh, NBs, like, I want everybody to be on the same page that there is a line when it comes to your friends, partners. There is a line a familiarity that you do not need to cross. Mm -hmm. You do not need to be like getting their phone numbers, especially this kind of caters more to heterosexuals because men and women aren't really good at being friends. I feel like with lesbians, like if my friend who's a lesbian had a girlfriend I could probably have that girlfriend's number and it wouldn't be weird if we were texting because it would just be like, oh yeah, y'all are friends. So with heterosexuals, it's different though because men for the most part don't really want to be friends with women. They're just kind of like keeping you on reserve in a sense. I will stick by that statement because I've seen it proven true a few times Mm. in my own experiences where like, are they really your friend, girl? Or are they just waiting for their moment to strike? So, (laughs) But anyway, that's my experience. So I won't put that on anybody else. That's just what I believe to be true. But- Uh, so where I'm going with this is if your friend has a boyfriend, your girlfriend, your friend that's a girl has a boyfriend and you are the friend that's a woman, you should not be getting her number. You should be getting his number. You shouldn't be talking to him outside of that girl. Unless y'all are planning her a birthday party. Shouldn't be hanging out with him alone. Like Mm -hmm. that shit is weird. Like you need to understand that y'all can be cool, but y'all shouldn't be like overly friendly where it's like we hanging
1: out without her and without knowing like without the the girlfriend knowing right
0: yeah I mean they weren't exactly hanging out but like they were talking and chatting without the other girl knowing so it was like (laughs) that shit is weird and even like say I've really never seen men do this I've never seen a guy whose male friend has girlfriend I've never seen that guy get that girlfriend's number and be like texting her and like mm. trying to hang out. Cause it's like men know like, okay, that's my guy's girlfriend. Like, let me just chill and back off. Mm-hmm. But like, I feel like for some, sometimes us women, we can like think that it's, it's just like, just don't even go there. That's my suggestion to you. And I hate to sound like Kiera Clark shared or whatever.
1: Oh, oh my gosh. Yeah. I can't have uh, my friends stay in the house with Lisa, the- that- <laughs> I
0: can't let
1: <laughs> she said you know what's <laughs> crazy i heard thought leo that was like y'all are wrong i agree with her and i was like wait what somebody on youtube posted videos like is my unpopular opinion. yeah yeah
0: yeah i was like uninterested <laughs> I, was like, <laughs> I was like, y'all sound like the kind of women who marry a dude and all of a sudden you're like he's my king <laughs> <laughs> my man is my king I will serve him. (laughs) Like, (laughs) that's what you sound like. Like, why are you trying to? It's the, I look at it differently. The, the, that's the converse of the situation I'm describing. What I'm saying with Daria is like, as the friend, you should keep a distance. Don't be too familiar with your friend's partners because it's just, just don't go there. Not because you don't trust yourself because you, you, you deep down, you a hoe and you don't, Mm -hmm. you don't know what could happen, but just like, let's just not even get close. Like, we shouldn't be close like that. It's just not appropriate. Conversely, Jane in that situation should not be saying like, Daria, you got to stay away. You can't sleep over my house because my boyfriend here. Like, things like that. That's too much. As the person in the relationship, you should trust your partner. Mm -hmm. Right? If you're with this person, especially if you're married, like, why would you be like, I don't want my friends around him because he could be tempted. Is that what you're trying to say? So he would sleep with your friend, And also you think your friend's a hoe and would try to sleep with your man. Right. That shit is just weird. Like it gives me like the type of women who have friends and then they get married and they drop their friends because they're like, I'm a mom and a wife now. Those Mm. are my
1: roles. That's all I care about now. And it depends on the company you keep and how long you guys have been in like community with each other. Cause it's like, you're close to. Like if you've been friends with your friend and they've been in a relationship for years and y'all hang out, go on vacations together, stuff like that, like you're going to be close to that guy. But if it's just like a new relationship or something where you don't even really know, this person is. And you're automatically kind of switching the intimacy switch to being like, okay, well, we're all friends. It's like, but the time has not passed enough for that to happen. Like if it's going to happen, let it happen naturally. She was saying basically like, I'd rather get my friend a hotel
0: to let them stay in my house. That shit is weird because you're saying this isn't about you not being close enough with a friend. Mm-hmm. This is about you saying, no friend. Like, cause if you would be willing to pay for a hotel, that means you're close to this person. Cause mm-hmm. otherwise you'd be like, figure out where you're gonna stay. Right. I wouldn't have offered my house and I also wouldn't pay for you. Like just, yeah, you're not gonna be staying here, whatever. Like they probably wouldn't even ask. It just would never come up. Yeah. Right? But when it comes to thinking like Well, if it's me offering my house to them or me offering to pay for a hotel, I'd rather pay for the hotel so that they don't stay in the same house as my man. That is literally just like, he's my king. I must protect him from these wenches and harlots. It gives like the competition for men thing. Like, right. Oh, I got a man. Every woman who's single want my man.
1: Like nobody wants your crusty ass like man like you and might... your man shouldn't want anyone else either. So if that's even a concern, that's a problem. And I think that like, I think with that, like getting a hotel for someone, I think the first thing that comes to me is like, that's inconsiderate. I'm not inviting you to my home or to stay with me if you're from out of town and I'm putting you up somewhere. Like if I invited you and you're close enough to be like my friend like that and I have a house and I have guest rooms, I would. why wouldn't I have mm-hmm. you stay in my house? I don't know.
0: And I think I this is one of those situations that honestly, like, Sure. Like, I don't really care too much about it. I think what bothers me the most about that, what she said is that she said it out loud in an interview. Oh, uh, yeah, like, I know. She said so it Like, just, just be quiet. That. Like, I'm sure a lot of women feel yeah. that way. I'm sure a lot of women feel like I wouldn't want strangers or other women, not strangers, but other women that are our age under the same roof as my man because of whatever weird ownership or jealousy you may have or whatever. And, you know, maybe you have seen it happen before where like some people you think you can trust and you can't or whatever, whatever. That's Mm. your prerogative. But when you say it out loud, it's just the type of shit that makes people look at you like you're crazy. Cause it's like, Uh you really said that out loud and thought you were like, dropping gems i don't know what she thought she was doing but i don't know we did not
1: need to know that
0: anyways that is my uh deep think of the week it's just that daria was a horrible friend honestly and ladies leave your man at home that's uh another follow-up to that because why was the boyfriend around so much anyways like girl if you're hanging out with me hang out with your girl like don't hang out with me like don't bring your boyfriend around to join us that shit is lame too so
1: they were both in the wrong that is (laughs) that is That would also depend on if y'all knew each other, right? Like if you knew the boyfriend too and y'all had like, they had been dating for a long time or they were like engaged or something and it was once in a while, that'd be okay for him to come, right? Or would it be?
0: I can't think of a situation where I would ever want to hang out with my friend and her man. But because again, it's like, why? Like I'm not friends with him. (laughs) (laughs) I, I want to talk to you. I don't want to talk to him.
1: Right. But let's say like, they like, I don't know if the person was married or something. And it's like, they've been together for like a decade or something. And y'all were we're
0: like at the house and there's a bunch of us then sure. But like, if we're at the house and like, he's with us while we're like hanging out or whatever. Why? I just don't. And the only situation where I would be like, cool, let's all hang out is if we all started off as friends. Mm. before y'all even started dating like I didn't meet him because y'all were dating but more like a, we were all cool and then or I was cool with him and cool with you and then y'all started dating like
1: oh so y'all couldn't become friends over the years I just don't see myself wanting to be friends with my friends
0: man like why mm. would I need to do that like even if I was like because I do have this rule we're running long now but yeah we are we are so I do I do have this rule that like When you're dating somebody, I don't even care to meet him. Once it becomes serious, like for real, like he's not going anywhere, then we can meet and hang out like cool. Mm -hmm. But past that, that doesn't mean that I'm like, yes, let's all go to dinner. The three of us.
1: Well, yeah, like not every single time, obviously not ever needs to be nurtured on its own without the context of like your relationship with your partner, kid or something else like that has to be tended to. Well,
0: I just don't see that I would ever want him to hang out with us because we're we're the friends. Like, why is he unless it's a group of us again, like unless it's like multiple men and multiple women, there. like, cool, let's all have a group dynamic, whatever. But like if I'm hanging out one on one with my friend and then her man, her boyfriend, her husband or whatever is there, it's like. I wanted to talk to her if he joins us for a little bit to chat and then he's like, all right, I'm going to head out. Cool. This was just a long rant of me basically just being like, I don't care about being your partner. And I feel the same way. If I had a boyfriend or a partner, mm-hmm. I wouldn't, well, if I had a girlfriend, I would be like, yeah, she can hang out with us. Cause again, it's just like different when we're all women, we're friends, like whatever. If I had a boyfriend, I wouldn't think he would need to hang out with us because it's like he's just but also that's my distrust of men. Cause I would be like, girl, he will not be here that long. You don't know. <laughs>
1: you okay. do not need to. That's and that's the thing that I think is different, the length of time. Like if there's been like this person is not going anywhere, you have a child with them and y'all are out or something like that. Like I feel like that's okay.
0: Well, see, I view it differently because still feel like i wouldn't have my husband around my friends like that because it just why like we are not friends through him we're not friends with him right not your friend like but it
1: wouldn't be all okay i'm not saying this is like i have a you know and it's like i'm trying to advocate for it but it's mm. I, I i agree it's with just you. my friends yeah yeah <laughs> i agree with you on that case and i also don't think it's gonna happen every time because who would want guys don't bring their wives with them when they go watch sports or whatever it is yeah, every single time they, they don't, they don't do it all hang out. I don't really all see, the time. Yeah. I don't really see men. Hang Maybe out with once their, in a while if the situation calls for it, but it's not all the time and it should not be all the time. I really They're don't like see it girl. happen.
0: I don't see men hang out with their male friends or one other male friend and bring their girlfriend. I mean, every now and then actually white people kind of be doing that. And it's annoying every time mm. it's annoying. Cause it's like, why did you need to bring her or why did you need to bring him? Like we weren't trying to talk to her or whatever, but um, yeah, no, I just, that's just my personal preference. Is Absolutely. I don't like to hang out with my friends, boyfriends or husbands. I don't have any friends who are married, but I don't want to hang out with your boyfriend. And if I had a boyfriend, he would not be joining us either Mm. (laughs) for different reasons, though, because on one end, I'm like this boyfriend of mine, like girl who knows with your boyfriend, it would be like, um, I'm just not interested in him. (laughs) I literally just don't care about what he has to say. (laughs) I I just want to be I just want to be with my friend. It's almost like maybe it is like a selfishness. Like I want to talk to my friend about any and everything. Mm. Why is he like I can't? be open when he's here like mm-hmm. i don't want to get to know him
1: <laughs> I'm
0: not it <private laughs> <why. laughs> sounds crazy i know
1: <laughs> okay. i will be hey, editing
0: anyway. i will be editing so much of this out yeah
1: like, that's fine sorry i didn't mean to go into it even more but no, I was do
0: you like, ever notice that like when you listen back that like you're like oh that part of the story is not in the
1: episode yes. yeah like I, there was one it was one of the early ones we were talking about marriage forever and something and then it, you cut it out. oh yeah yeah no
0: we so. cut that out because i started asking you like so do you believe that marriage is like for like, whatever? <laughs> and I was like, you know what? That wasn't even like important. Like, <laughs> let me get that out. The latest thing I cut out that I can remember is whenever I was talking about work and I went, I actually originally went into this long spiel about a guy at my job who fucked up. Remember?
1: Oh yeah. Wait, you cut that out? I cut <laughs> all of that out.
0: That was like two episodes ago at this point. It was like the week before this week, maybe.
1: I really so, yeah. just listened to that episode. I guess I missed it. Yeah,
0: that. see, that's great. Cause that means I'm so seamless with the editing. That, oh like, you yeah. Tell. So thank you for joining us for another episode of Is It That Deep Though? Remember that you can email us now at Is It That Deep Though? T-H-U, wait, how do you spell though? T-H-O-U-G-H. Yes. So Is It That Deep Though? With though spelled out, you can email us. Uh, is It That Deep Though? At gmail.com and we will read it and probably bring it up on the show.
1: I feel like we're on Zoom. Like, oh, two, one, three, four. Send it to Zoom. Maybe I just that? watched that. Oh, snap. You didn't watch Zoom? Come on and Zoom. Come on yeah. Zoom! Zoom. <laughs> anyway, I can go on the whole thing.
0: See, I used to like try to get into that show, and I would be like, they're not doing anything. Like, there's no skits. I thought it was like all that, and it wasn't.
1: It was not all that. It It was, was, they were education. Yeah. I was like, I've
0: been bamboozled. I thought (laughs) this was like PBS kids version of all that. It's literally just them doing doing science experiments. Yeah, like science (laughs) experiments and like doing arts and crafts. I was like, what the fuck
1: is this? (laughs) <laughs> I ate that shit up. That's all I loved. And you, <laughs> I loved Zoom. Oh my gosh, I wanted to be you, on
0: the See, so You ate like
1: Kicks for cereal, shit like that. That like <laughs> I actually like Rice crispies. So like the kind oh, okay. of fun version of Kicks. But the
0: the point is, the like, kids who like Zoom are the same kids whose parents buy them like the kid advertised but super healthy cereal. <laughs> and like you're like eating like, yeah, I love Kicks. I love these Rice Krispies. And it's like you're eating like grains like I you're know. eating you're, there's, you know there's
1: no sugar wheat in that, right?
0: and barley <laughs> yeah like there's no sugar in that dog like why do you like it <laughs> that's what it's like to like zoom oh <laughs> like, my gosh
1: <laughs> no i was that kid going to half price books for fun because it was fun
0: Oh, reading is fun. Reading that's fun. Let's not get crazy. Oh, that's, that's true. Let's not get crazy. You. Reading is fun. Yes. <laughs> I used to read so much. Like literally ah. escape. Like I was a bookworm, like a mug. My mom used to take us every summer, the summer reading club or whatever. like Same
1: at the library. Yeah. You like yep. read.
0: And if you log the books, you could like win like pizzas or something.
1: Yeah. did that too. Or
0: something. Yeah. Okay. Now we anyway, for real guys. Go. So we will see you all in the next one. Bye. 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 <laughs>